This is the 10 Minute Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We are a solutions based podcast, diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. You can find us hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, nonsenseforex.com, and podcast players everywhere. Episode 99 is brought to us by Blueberry Markets. I've said it from the start you should be trading multiple markets, and you can do that all in the comfort of MT4 and MT5 right there on Blueberry. You can trade lots of different Forex pairs, metals, indices, crypto, the top 50 traded American stocks. If you have an advantage, put it to work on the broker with the world's best customer service. Sometime in your trading career, something will go wrong. And you do not want to sit there for two hours waiting on outsourced customer service. We've all learned the hard way here. If you click the link down below in the description and go to the blog, it will tell you everything you need to know. Now, if you click the affiliate link in that blog and sign up for Blueberry, not only will you get a really nice cash back reward, but you will have your own personal customer service representative should anything ever go wrong, and you can just simply reach out to them directly. Blueberry Markets also has native speakers of different languages on their customer service team as well should you ever need that. The choice is easy, traders. The choice is Blueberry Markets. This is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast, and uh, this episode was actually going to be a blog, um, but I've just found so much great information on it and so many good talking points uh, this past week. Uh, so what I did is, instead of making this a blog, I did another travel guide on the blog. Uh, people really seem to like that. My numbers go way up when I do a travel blog, especially if it's Latin America, so go check that out. Uh, but this episode comes on the heels of events that have made the Bitcoin maxis a bit more emboldened. Now, um, you know, I have a tendency to go after Bitcoin maxis, but only certain types. Um, there are a wide spectrum of maxis in any matter of anything, whether it's in the crypto world or whether it's something like gold or the United States dollar or Toyota trucks. Uh, but in the, the Bitcoin world, there are that kind of top end of maxis that really do think it is Bitcoin only and everything else is going to zero, whether that's fiat, whether that's everything else in the crypto world. You know, it is absolute Bitcoin supremacy. Now, I think most people listening to the show right now are alert enough to know that this is silly for the most part because we're educated on other things. Had we maybe not been, maybe we would be apt to believe these people more and more as these certain events start to happen. That's why I want to talk about it now because anytime you see something that really favors Bitcoin or especially when you see something that favors Bitcoin above the rest of the crypto world, like we have seen recently with these bank closures. You know, all these goofy Uber maxis start to rise from the dead and they start talking again. And now they finally have some evidence on their side and their case actually starts to look valid. Remember, when you don't have a strong case to begin with, timing is very important. I've said it before in the crypto market, uh, the, the whole crypto community is very guilty of this, not just Bitcoiners. You know, during the entire crash, we didn't hear hardly anything about stock to flow, about on-chain analysis, uh, when that goofy rainbow chart broke down and they had to add another color just to make it legit again. You know, I, I thought only politicians did stuff like that. No, no, Bitcoiners and crypto people are just as guilty, apparently, of manipulating things simply for optics sake. I think they should add another color to that rainbow. I think that color should be brown. Uh, but moving on, we have to be really careful not to fall into this trap, however. Because like I said, they're, they're finally going to have real evidence on their side, especially the more these banks close down. 
And there were people out there that thought two weeks ago that we were done with bank closures, especially on a large scale. But no, another really big bank in the United States just fell. So if anybody out there now thinks we're done, I I would be happy to take the other side of that bet. Uh, But what I've done is this week I've done a lot of research and uh, digging into conversations and blogs and uh, Twitter spaces to find out what type of arguments these people are coming up with. Uh, And so we'll talk about them today, and I will give my thoughts on them, and then you can decide from there. You know, when you start hearing these arguments more and more in the future, and believe me, we will, you you can decide just how valid they are. Because oddly enough, it doesn't seem like anybody's really attacking these people when they bring these things up. And because of that, I'm not getting the responses from these super Bitcoin maxis that I would hope to be getting. You know, it's just a bunch of unchallenged statements. So now that we're approaching the five-minute mark of the podcast, uh, I think it's about time I go ahead and get to some of these. Uh, My notes are all over the place. Where should we start? Okay, so for a long time, um, the biggest argument was that Bitcoin is the superior medium of exchange, and it's going to be the one that's the most adopted over time. Well, so far, so bad. Um, I did not know this. I learned this just this week, and it was in a very recent piece of media. So this is 2023. But our dear Litecoin has more transactions happening on its blockchain currently than Bitcoin does on its. I was actually very surprised to hear this. But if this is true, and I'm saying if, you know, that's currently an embarrassing L for the Bitcoin community. Oh, and by the way, when it comes to transacting, there is a clear winner in all of this, so far at least, and it's not even close. And what people really want to transact with over the blockchain, above anything else, is the United States dollar via stablecoins. That's been the true winner in this whole debate. As we'll talk about in a moment, this is no longer going to be the only reason why people would use Bitcoin or the chain itself. Uh, But in the future, it certainly might be. I probably see a brighter future for transactions with Bitcoin than I would Litecoin, as much as we are Litecoin diehards here on the channel, because it is just so beautifully contrarian in every way. And so many days when I see the entire market falling, I see Litecoin actually up a percentage point. So funny. Um, But my point is, it seems like a lot of these maxis have moved on to other arguments. Now, what are those other arguments? Well, a lot of times when they say things are going to zero, they do mean other cryptos as well, but they also love to rail against fiat. Um, Now, historically, they would be correct. Um, But there's a few counter arguments that, again, just never get made, and therefore I never get to see how these people want to respond to them. First off, there's no guarantee that Bitcoin is going to be the thing that replaces fiat should it ever go to zero in 80 years when we're all dead and who cares. You know, however long it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of time. And things can happen in that time. And other things can also get invented in that time. Let's not ignore this. But again, why would it be Bitcoin instead of gold? You can rattle off all the technical jargon you want, but one major thing still remains here. And that's something that Peter Zion said uh, as an anti-Bitcoin statement that does make a lot of sense and to me is completely irrefutable at this point. And that is that governments don't want to use it. And they're not going to voluntarily use something that they don't want to use. Now, why don't they want to use it? Well, it's obvious. And we've said this before here on the show. It's because if they use it, then everybody can see what they're doing. And why on earth would any government anywhere show its public where its money is going? 
And yeah, I know El Salvador, don't go all Naxalt fallacy on me here. And that, that's really just for the people anyway. That's not for the governments themselves. I mean, I know in a perfect utopia, that's how it would go, but they would never, ever allow this. It's the reason why we've been using two-column accounting for the last 700 years, and it is yet to be improved. Bitcoin is three-column accounting. And that third column is the one everybody can see. You know, this argument is so pie-in-the-sky, utopian nonsense. It completely ignores the wants and the desires of the actual people who are in these positions. Yeah, I've said it before here. It's the problem with developers, problem with coders. They don't understand what people want, which is fine. They're not paid to know that. You know, companies hire dev teams and they hire PR teams because PR teams know what people want, but they can't code. And devs are really good at coding, but they don't know what people want. And a lot of these maxis are on the dev side. And you can tell because they understand the technology really well. But people don't flock to these things for technology. How do most people get into crypto? Does anybody know? Now, I don't know if they've measured this, but I've heard this more than once, and it makes perfect sense to me. The reason most people get into crypto is because number go up. That is their way through the door. And through that, a portion of those people begin to understand the technology and the use case and the community. You know, and then their curiosity grows, and they start branching out into other tokens and other projects, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And through this transition, some people only stay with Bitcoin, but a lot of people also don't. And they start branching out into other blockchain technologies, like DeFi, like NFTs, like gaming. And you're going to tell me that this part is completely going to stop and go away? How? We've talked about this before, too. So many of the coders and engineers coming out of colleges these days are not going into Web 2. They're going into Web 3. And when I say Web 3, that's usually not Bitcoin. Sometimes it is, but most of the time it's not. You know, it's Ethereum. It's different startups. In, in what world does all of that go away, yet Bitcoin sticks around forever? They don't answer that. Instead, they trash everything that's not Bitcoin on the crypto side. Talking about the scams. And the company failures. Well, yeah, look, it's a brand new technology. It is the future of money and computing. Of course, there's going to be a lot of that. <laughs> that doesn't mean the whole thing needs to go away. You know, we talk about this on the show a lot. We don't really feel the need, at least I don't, to take a lot of unnecessary chances on smaller cap tokens. You know, some people may see the asymmetry there. I personally don't. I think we have enough information now, a lot more than we did before, in terms of how and which of these tokens have staying power for the future. You know, if they made it this far, and they stayed at the top of their class, then we feel like the asymmetry is there, therefore there's really no need to take unnecessary chances elsewhere. But to sit there and tell me that all this blockchain technology is unsustainable somehow because of the scams and rug pulls and things like that is ridiculous. And the Bitcoiners got the chance to say this for a long time because they had no projects on their own chain. But now they do. I've mentioned this before, the Bitcoin blockchain is getting built out. It's going to have all the cool things that Ethereum has on it, or most of them at least. And to sit there and think you're going to have a 100% hit rate where these things are all going to do really well and there's going to be no scams or rug pulls, like the Bitcoin chain has this, uh, this overlord, this gatekeeper that makes sure this chain has no nonsense going on at all? Not likely. You know, the Bitcoin chain is going to pop its scam cherry really soon here. And then this argument will go away as well. And then they'll have to move on to yet another nonsensical reason to try to convince us all that it's Bitcoin only and everything else is going to zero. 
And by the way, I've said it before, uh, the things that are being built on the Bitcoin chain are pretty exciting. I do want to have a dedicated episode to just that. And I've been compiling information on projects on this chain for the last few weeks. Um, It may not be an episode that does a bunch of numbers, but I think it's really worth talking about. Uh, But at the end of the day, you know, these maxis that I'm picking on really aren't your typical Bitcoin maxi. A lot of them just think Bitcoin is the best option out there. And that's perfectly okay to think that way. And their arguments are actually pretty strong in a lot of ways. You know, I have absolutely no problem with that. They could very well be right. But volleying off of what we just said before about how most people get into this because number go up, that is probably the most exciting thing about crypto to most people, let's be honest. Probably a lot of us listening to the show as well. And if Bitcoin ever really does go to a million dollars USD, um, which I think a lot of people who hold Bitcoin really hope happens because I think they think, well, now I own a pretty disproportionate chunk of the 21 million Bitcoin that are out there, you know, comparatively speaking, you know, I'm going to be king shit and go from a financial position that I don't like into one that I really do like. Okay, possible, but I want you to consider this too. If we begin to exist in a world where Bitcoin is a million dollars per Bitcoin, what can you buy with that? Because that's going to be a pretty messed up dystopian world. Just like $5,000 gold. You know, all the gold bugs say, hey, you know, we really don't want to live in that world either, but we'll take it because at least we can survive in that world by holding gold. And I think the same applies for Bitcoin here. I don't think it's going to make you rich. Like, I'm not a car guy, so this is just an example. Do not correct me in the comments section. But let's say a Mercedes E-Class in the United States will cost you about $100,000. And so with a million dollars, if you ignore taxes and all that stuff, I know, I know, just play play along with me here. With a million dollars, you can buy 10 of them. Right now, in late April 2023. If Bitcoin ever does go to a million dollars... Now, how many of those Mercedes can you buy? I don't think it's going to still be 10. It might be more like three. It might be more like one. And if that's really the case, then you didn't really become as rich as you thought. You know, technically, yes, it might be worth a million dollars, but these things are all relative. But look, if anybody cares, and I think you guys all know this by now, I do think there is a world where Bitcoin and gold and the United States dollar all go up, oh, and commodities too, and commodities all go up, while equities and other currencies and things like real estate all end up going down. And I think we are getting closer and closer to that as time goes on. And I think for the first time in most of our lives, we are actually seeing the signs of that play out right in front of us at a rate that is moving along scarily fast. I don't know if scarily is a word, but you know what I mean. These dominoes are starting to fall quickly. For the 15 years prior, no dominoes were falling. We could, the people who were paying attention could see them all being set up. But now they are starting to fall, and the people who are taking action and getting ahead of this and would rather be proactive as opposed to reactive are doing just that. And if that is you, or if that is who you want to be, then keep it locked right here on the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast. Follow me on Twitter. Link is always down below in the description. And just understand, as more and more of these dominoes start to fall, the less and less crazy people like us look, and the more and more early people like us become.